गुड मॉर्निंग एवरीबॉडी एंड वेलकम टू हेल्थ टॉक आई एम योर होस्ट डॉक्टर नीरू प्रसाद विथ माई बैकग्राउंड इन पीडियाट्रिक्स इमरजेंसी मेडिसिन एंड अर्जेंट केयर एसोसिएटेड विथ हेनरी फोर्ट हेल्थ सिस्टम सेंट जो ओकलैंड एंड बोमन द थीम ऑफ आवर हेल्थ टॉक टूडे इज स्ट्रक्चरल हार्ट डिजीज joining us today as my guest speaker is dr kirit patel he is the chairman he is the chairman of department of medicine chief of cardiology at trinity health trinity hospitals and he is going to highlight our viewers about what are being done about the structural heart disease what what they are and i'm very lucky and privileged to have him today he is also he has also been my my colleague for almost i don't even remember now 30 years so good morning kirit and welcome to my show thank you very much sir it's my pleasure yeah, to be here yeah and today. i'm so happy to have you i have been thinking of having you for such a long time but you are such a busy person so before we get started can you give your uh, introduction to our viewers so my name is dr kirpital as uh, dr prasad pointed out i've been in this area for about almost 38 years and uh, in the field of cardiology and i've so basically i've seen this field grow from just taking care of patients with medications to uh intermediate uh, level of devices and now very advanced level of devices for treatments for heart attacks for congestive heart failure for atrial fibrillation so cardiology as you know has really flourished over the last uh, 20 years i think lots of diseases that which we thought were really not that easily treatable and needed drastic measures like surgery now can be treated with the devices so when i so just to give you a background of what structural heart disease is it's a it's a term for cardiologists for lay people this this uh, treatment for this problem which is a structural problem in the heart if you can look at this uh, yeah. uh, the if you look at this model here we've got the appendage which is what nowadays you see people call talking about watchman closure for atrial fibrillation to prevent strokes then we have the clips which are put into the heart so that people have leaky valves okay. and they that prevents the reduces the leaks so that the the symptoms of heart failure are better and then we have this other devices that we use which are valves and we got they've got uh, this is the aortic valve tavi that you hear about many many patients get the uh, trans arterial minimal invasive yeah. uh, aortic valve replacement so these are great so, you know when i when i i remember you talking about the aortic valve replacement and you were everywhere graft and then when the graft should be changed and that's how i thought about having you because now things have changed so much in past all these years in cardiology uh, so so before we this before we go could you kindly can, uh, tell us what are those diseases what are the valvular that needs 
the graft. So starting off with the most common problem we have nowadays is aortic yeah. stenosis, which yeah. is as you get older, the aortic valve, which is this this valve here, yeah, okay. gets uh, mm. narrowed because of severe calcification means it's just over time it degrades and cannot open easily because the valve has to open this valve for the blood to go from the heart into the aorta and then to your brain and the rest of your body that's the commonest uh, problem now to treat that problem in the old days we had and even now sometimes of course if somebody is very young we still do surgery for it in the sense that we open we open up the chest put them on bypass machine and then put a valve in and then close them back but now we have an option of using this percutaneous valves means that they go to the groin from the leg it goes up into the heart and comes around and then we cross the valve we then put this this valve is on a stick like this just to show you that yeah. one of the okay. two two different types of valves hmm. so they come in this kind of a stick here okay. and then we can manipulate the the valve with this bend it forward push pull and then release the valve because the valve is mounted in this area okay so it goes right from the leg right into the heart and then we release it there and this valve here is mounted on a balloon so we have to uh put uh, uh, okay. inflated and and that will just kind of put the the, the valve where it just at the, at the previous valve over the previous valve and crushes that valve now there are other other valve that we have is a self-expanding valve in a self-expanding valve in the self-expanding valve the valve is already here and we just it's already under tension and so we just slowly release it then we are in the right spot which is basically if you look at if you look at this model here model here that this valve aortic valve is right inside there now this is the mitral valve so that's a different but this is just treatment for the aortic valve the good thing about this treatment is you can do it in very elderly people mm. and it's minimally invasive we just do it to the leg they come in the hospital, they're prepped appropriately, they're under imaging with x-ray, we access the arteries in the leg, we cross over that narrowed valve with the wire, and then sometimes we balloon the valve before we put this, or sometimes we just go ahead and directly deploy the valve in the aortic, uh, 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 the, uh, in, the, uh, the, uh, in the aorta, and uh, after once that's done, you pull the catheters out, and you put a little stitch in the leg because there's no cuts, and then uh, they go home usually the next day or a day after. And then you'll be amazed. Symptoms are just severe shortness of breath. Sometimes people pass out. Sometimes they have angina, and all the symptoms resolve. And as a, as a matter of fact, I had a lady who was 97 years oh, old, very, okay. very active, oh, okay. liked hunting. And oh so she God. came to me and she said, you know, Dr. Mm-hmm. Patel, I can't walk. I'm so short of breath, otherwise right, healthy. Yeah. We did this valve, believe it or not, within six weeks, she sent me a picture after she's, she, after when she got a deer. Amazing. And okay. so that's how this treatment is. That's pretty straightforward. Now, every treatment has these complications. You of have to course. still be careful. The complications that are very low, should be less than 2-3%, is mostly to do with strokes, right. bleeding problems in the groin where we enter, yeah. and, uh, and, and pacemakers. And their pre-existing disease. 
Yeah, and pre-existing disease if they have other comorbid conditions. So that is for the aortic valve. But I have one question to ask you. I just want to make my 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 vision how you are doing it. You are going to go over the old one. You don't do anything with the old one. You just go over and before you inflate, right? Yeah. So we just yeah, yeah we, we right, just go yeah. we just go over the old oh, one, right? Yeah, and then crush one. this, put the valve over it. That's oh, it. Okay. We leave the old one there. Nothing is removed. Right. Nothing right. is removed. Okay. So just go over. Yeah. This. Just over it, and then it, it's and and different different sizes. Right. Yeah. So we of know course. already if our cats can what size valve we are going to need right. by measuring out the annulus from before. Right. So we all prepare, everything is set, yeah. we know which valve we need, we know where we are going to go from, which access site, sometimes we do it from the groin, we mm-hmm. can even do it sometimes from uh, from the neck, sometimes okay. we can do it from the axillary artery, so, depends on the, what the anatomy is down okay. near the but legs. Most, import, most, most of the time you go through the femoral, yeah, femoral groin artery. area, yes. okay. So now these procedures are being done at the hospital interventional? Yes, they are done at St. Joe's. In the, Saint uh, we have a special uh, lab for it with, with a special x-ray system in the, in the operating room. So just in case, very rarely, I mean, it's less than 1% or very rarely that uh, something can go wrong and you need to have an emergent uh, mm-hmm. open heart surgery, we can do it on right, the same table. Exactly, so exactly. we are very much prepared. In the team, we already have a cardiovascular um, heart surgeons who are working with us. Yeah, yeah. So there are two operators, uh, myself, one of my colleagues, Dr. Digagori or Dr. Halabi, mm-hmm. and Dr. Schwartz or, or Dr. Silver or, or Fligner. Those are the surgeons at St. Joe's. Oh. So, so how how long do you keep them in the hospital after the, your procedure? So usually, one or two days. Two, okay. Because people are. Elderly, so they have to be ambulated. Even exactly. this minimally invasive surgery can yeah. take the toll sometimes. They exactly. get, you know, laying yeah, in bed yeah. and things like yeah, that. So yeah. usually we have to keep them for a day or two. Okay. Unless they have to have a pacemaker or something, then an extra couple of days. Right, yeah. So if they, for the elderly, if they need the pacemaker, then right away the, the surgeon gets involved with. Oh, the, yeah. We have a. In our situation, we have a electrophysiologist in our group, right. uh, Dr. Batsha or Dr. Nair, who will then take over and, you know, if need be, they'll go ahead and put the pacemaker to the neck. So no major operation no for the major. pacemaker. Okay. And then once it is done, then you follow them at the clinic, maybe in uh, every two weeks or something like that. Initially, we have a clinic called the Structural Heart Clinic, which is run okay. by a structural nurse. These okay. are all requirements by the okay. state. A and by Medicare, heart clinic, got, got and by Medicare. Okay. So they follow up in in one month at the structural heart clinic, and at that time they get checked out, and they have a baseline echocardiogram, which is after the valve was put in, mm-hmm. and then they are seen again in at six months, and then one year, okay. and then that's the data that we have to log into the appropriate. Uh, Medicare sites because this is all very highly monitored uh, right, procedures yeah, yeah. Because, uh, and outcomes. So at that point, at one year, they will look for whether there were complications after the procedure, whether there was any mortality mm-hmm. or uh, anybody else needed pacemakers after the, you know, later on. So, uh, so all those things are really rigorously monitored. Exactly. And yeah. not only in Michigan, 
but all over the country. But Michigan, we were the pioneers for this kind of system of monitoring. I know, you were the pioneer because you were everywhere on for the, the angioplasty, yeah. Because of the, the initially, we set up the the coronary intervention programs yeah. for monitoring. So because last blue, time we yeah. were together, you were talked about all those diseases, but after that, things have improved so oh, yes. much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, we didn't have these procedures. No, no, that time, <laughs> I think the last time when I was here, we yeah, were just yeah. at the angioplasty right. stenting level. Right, and we talked about the angioplasty, yes, right, yes. yeah. So so that's good. Then what other uh, structural diseases do you like to comment when so the others, our, yeah. our viewers can be aware of when to see you? So the other problems are a lot of people have atrial fibrillation. As oh. you get older... I was going to ask you, that's the next question, atrial fibrillation. Very common as you get older. And yeah, the problem yeah. with atrial fibrillation is it's a very common cause of strokes in the elderly. Right. So the stroke rate is very high if you have with atrial fibrillation. And they need to be on blood thinners, which mm. is anticoagulation with Aliquis or Coumadin or Zoralto. Mm. And many times... These elderly people are very fragile. They have bleeding problems, exactly. you know, and they have, uh, so they may not be able to tolerate this uh, blood thinners. In those people nowadays, we do what we call as left atrial appendage occlusion, which is for lay people. If you see on TV, they keep advertising this watchman device. So this is really the watchman device, as okay. you can see. Yeah, yeah. So this is again the same thing. This is a little more complex because in this situation, what we have to do is we have to go up from the right side of the heart, okay. from up down here, okay. and then we come through this little area in the back here. If you can see on, on the thing here, we yeah. have to go through this area, hmm. enter the left side of the heart, right. because the left side of the heart is very high pressure. You cannot directly puncture it. It lead to death if, that, if you do that. So you have to go through this side. Hmm. So the trick is to be very proficient with trying to get into the left side from the right side. It's called okay. a transeptal puncture, which in pediatrics is common, right. remember? of course. And then once we do that, hmm. then we go ahead and we have this all hooked up on a, on a catheter. We just go ahead and deploy this into this appendage. This is where the clot resides in hmm. atrial fibrillation because the atrium are not contracting, so there's a lot of sluggishness in the blood flow in the atrium. And this appendage is a little outpouching of the atrium, which is a vestigial organ. Actually, there's no function to the appendage, and that's where the clots develop, and they're pretty large clots. So if you don't take blood thinners in AFib, that clot can go through the ventricle, into the aorta, and go into the, you know, give you a stroke, or it embolizes anywhere in the body, but mostly it goes in the brain because the first arteries come out there. And so in that situation, we put this device called you Watchman. The, the we also have another device similar, which is called the, uh, this is made by another company in, in this one. So all the, the Watchman device is this. Okay. Mm. And this is the other company that makes the device. This is a Watchman. Everybody talks. Mm. The other company that makes the device is called Amulet. This is again, as you can see, this is a big device that's one part goes one side and then the other parts deploys on the other side like that. And then it closes that little appendage, no flow goes in there. So mm -hmm. And then about, in about six weeks, the, uh, the, the whole area becomes very smooth because your heart just grows uh, mm -hmm. the membrane over it, you know? 
Right. So and then they don't have to take any blood thinners. All they have to do is take uh, aspirin and Plavix yes, first. Watchman. Yeah, six so months now, and then aspirin. What, could you tell me about this mitral valve prolapse syndrome? Does this help in those? So mitral prolapse is a pro problem with the the mitral valve, as you can see here. Right. Okay. Mm. I can bring this in here a little bit. This is a. Uh, this is the mitral valve okay. and this what happens is when this valve starts leaking and the blood which is supposed to go to the aorta and in your and your uh, and to your rest of your body half of it or maybe 30 40 percent can go backwards in the aorta mm -hmm. so it doesn't go to your body and so obviously then after that you have congestive heart failure mm -hmm. and prolapse is mostly in younger people but as you get older Commonly, the valve itself, all mm. these little structures down here, corded tendonies, they rupture many times, and then the valve starts leaking. And sometimes what happens is in AFib, for example, the atrium gets very large, this, this chamber gets very large, and so the, it gets pulled out, so now the valve starts leaking. And in this situation, it's called mitral regurgitation right. from mitral valve disease. Mm. Now, this is... This uh, problem can only be in the past be dealt with surgery. They have to op open heart surgery where they put in an artificial valve or they go and repair the valve. But nowadays we have systems which is called mitral valve clip. This one. Yeah, this one. Okay. This one. Okay. This is a mitral valve clip, as okay. you can see in my on my thing. It's a very complex uh, uh, delivery system where we've yeah. got knobs and everything else. If you look at this, hmm. it's okay. tricky. Again, you go from the right side into the left side, yeah. cross over inside, inside, and then deploy these clips. These are okay. the clips that come in, and okay. these are very. Once you oh, the clip opens up, you pinch the valve, okay. and then after you're sure, maybe one or two clips, and you reduce the leaking, and then we release the clips. So this is, I mean, a very sophisticated treatment plan, really, basically. You still have to give them medications, but this is really, has changed this, I know. the, uh, the yeah. symptoms of heart failure Open with mitralgitation right. in older people. Mm -hmm. Again, as you get older, your valves leak, your valves get narrow, the arteries get blocked up, the heart muscle gets weak, heart attacks, all kinds of stuff, all things happen to the heart. And these are all the devices we use today for elderly people and their symptoms get so much better, they are so much more functional. Yeah, and avoid the complication of open heart surgery. In most, in a lot of these patients, many times open heart surgery is not an option. Not an option. They're not an option. They've reached right. that stage. Yeah, because they have end stage and they have other issue, issues, you know, so. Yeah, comorbid conditions are a lot. Yeah, right, yeah, okay. So, so that's very good. It's good to know about all this. What other is down the, in the focus? <laughs> well, we have a lot of what, other what new things you? happening. Yeah. We have now, we're working with the, yeah. Instead of even for people whose valve is not working well, uh -huh. and uh, or it's narrowed the mitral valve where we are really concentrating a lot more, okay. we can put the valve instead of open heart surgery through the same to the leg. Uh -huh. A real valve 
in people, regular people, you know, who have valve disease. Yeah, and that's right. in, in, in the works. Uh, we already even, there are some patients mm -hmm. who have already had a mitral valve replacement. You know, after 15 years, the mitral valve starts dysfunctioning, the one that we had put in before. So those people would have, would, would, you know, they will need a redo open heart surgery, which, is, which has a lot of risk. So we'd go ahead again, the same aortic valve nowadays, we reverse it and put it in the mitral, to the transeptal, oh, okay, to the so thing, right side. Okay. And it, that's really just an example. I had about a week or two weeks ago, I had a patient who was in shock hmm. and was getting all the medicine, just was not getting better, intubated, was going to die, basically. And uh, his valve, which was put in about 12, 15 years ago, was just completely open and leaking. And we went there emergently, put that valve. He went home in a week. Okay, that's so, so it prevented it, the regurgitation. Yeah, I mean, it was an amazing right. treatment for somebody yeah, who would yeah, have died yeah. otherwise. Exactly, yeah. So, so it's very it gratifying. A, it's very gratifying. It's a miracle yeah. <laughs> that you guys are doing. Yeah. So much advancement in cardiology. What would be the next, uh, next one? Well, I don't know. But there's still, uh, we are working on a lot of other devices that are. I mean, I'm just talking of the structural heart disease where the valves right, are leaking right, and all. Right. Now, there's so much done also in the electrophysiology department, you know, yeah. for treatment of atrial fibrillation, treatment of ventricular tachycardia, which is, you know, bad rhythm problem that pe people can die suddenly, right? Yeah. Because the heart is an electrical system, the plumbing system, and these basic valves and all. So exactly. those are the three things that can fail in, the, in yeah. a heart, in an elderly, or even sometimes in young people. Yeah. So the whole thing, you know, it's not just one thing. No, oh, yeah, it's, it's just... the whole team. It's just a team, and it's, it's multiple types of procedures because many people have blood... For example, if you have a heart attack and the valve leaks because the blood supply to the valve is gone, oh. well, obviously, we have to fix the artery too, put stents in the artery. So it's conceivable that patient can have stents in the arteries, has, a, has valve... A mitral valve hmm. has an aortic valve replacement, and now, of course, the tricuspid valve, which tricuspid. is which is the other valve here. But and that is the hard one, isn't it? Yes, now they're working on it. Yeah. This, yeah, this again, if you can, artist. yeah, if you can focus, yeah, this is yeah. the tricuspid valve, which is the right-sided valve, right, and that also there's a there's a study that just presented with a triluminate, mm -hmm. which is uh, has good prospects really and shows good results, mm -hmm. which is again the same clip, the mitral clip but that is meant for the tricuspid valve. Uh, sorry, tricuspid valve, yeah. It's a mitral, that same kind of concept, same company. Yeah, amazing, yeah. amazing. Even, you know, for people who have heart attack, chest pain, and I mean, coronary and angioplasty, isn't it miracle? I mean, for, take it to the for, for people who have heart attacks, they come into the cat lab. I mean, they come to the cat hospital, lab, yeah. and within, within, for 15 minutes of being in the emergency room, we take yeah. them to the so cath lab, do yeah. an emergency procedure by opening up the artery, and they do very well. So yeah. if, if you come to the hospital in time, hmm. the, for after, when you're having a heart attack, uh, and the treatment is del delivered very fast in the, for, from your ER to your cath lab, yeah. uh, the outcomes are very good. Yeah. So and you have to have a team there all the time. Right, and same thing for the stroke prevention. <laughs> yes, absolutely. As you know, St. Joe's is again a very premier hospital yeah. for stroke management. They were the pioneers of pioneers starting of stroke, stroke management many years ago when yeah. uh, 
uh, Mr. Weiner was the CEO of the hospital. Yeah. And I think we did the country's first uh, uh, thumbectomy at that time for stroke. Yeah, it's amazing. They went how, in to suck the clot. How the out. medicine has advanced, how the sciences has advanced. So, so what and uh, what would you? So, how do you prevent? What would you advise our viewers as a cardiologist? What would you advise them? To so, so, I mean, obviously, prevention is mm -hmm. the is more important than getting into this situation. So right. for prevention of coronary disease, uh, you have to uh, see your doctors frequently, be sure, check for diabetes, check for hypertension, check for high cholesterol, yeah. and get aggressive treatment for this. You know, people are so opposed many times not wanting to take statins and things like that. And of course, now we have other options too. We can do those injections, which are called PCSK9 inhibitors. I just read about this. Yeah. What do you think of Very this? effective, very is, effective. Is that so? I read about that injection. Yeah, they're very effective. And in fact, people who have heart attack, we want their bad cholesterol to be very low. Mm. And uh, we have patients with cholesterol, LDL, which is the bad cholesterol in the 30 and 40 milligrams per deciliter, yeah. very low. And they do well over time. Mm. So prevention is very important. Yeah. But most important is see your doctor. If you're diabetic, take care of the diabetes, exercise regularly, right. diet, weight management. Mm -hmm. Those exercise. are important uh, ways to look after yourself. They are all and, and don't yeah. smoke. Obesity, diabetes, heart, smoking. heart disease. Smoking. Smoking is a big culprit for everything, right? And nowadays, vaping. Vaping, yeah, that's it's a problem. Right. Yeah, especially in the pediatrics group, there has been so much vaping. Go yes. I, I wrote a couple of articles about vaping also, smoking, and it's amazing. So your last minute keynote for your for your uh, for our viewers. So I mean, the keynote, the keynote point here is really that uh, see your physician. Be aware of the mm -hmm. facilities that you have around your area. Mm -hmm. Everybody does not have to be running around to university centers because right, yeah. things are all available at the same level in your community. Right. And so, you know, that's very important because I see many times patients are running over all over the place in Michigan and Cleveland Clinic and other places. And when you realize they can get the same care even better sometimes because at least they know their community doctors and things like that. So just just be aware of what's available in your area and uh, visit your physicians at least yeah. once a year. Get all your risk factors under control. Yeah, take care and of take your, your medicines. Like I said, you know, all those are cousins. Obesity, diabetes, heart disease, smoking, and they all precipitate to this serious problem. Yes, so they better do. avoid those, right? Yes, okay. yes. So I like to thank you, Kirit, for coming to my show today on Health Talk. I like to thank our viewers for watching me today, and the topic was structural heart disease by Dr. Kirit Patel, who is the chairman of Department of Medicine, chief of cardiology at Trinity Hospital. I'd like to thank our, uh, to thank our viewers for watching me and my producer for producing this excellent topic health on my health talk. Until I see you all again, have a safe summer.
Thank, Thank you very you much. Again. Thank you very much. My pleasure.